Well, there's a man who admitted to having booty dope. And it is exactly what you think it is. Is there anything on you, dude? Use your words. Here's thing, too. You didn't give it a, a quick note. So that means you have something. You just don't want to say it. We're going to find it. So you just help us out and sort of tell, where it's, tell us where it's at. Is it in or between the cheeks? Between the cheeks. Okay. What kind of underwear are you wearing? So you'd be able to kind of like jiggle it out down your life force. Can you pick your butt with your hand? Hey, if we take yes. it to jail, he admitted to having it. <laughs> we'll let them know that he's got booty dope. Will that be fine? He's got the booty dope. <laughs> Does admitting it make it okay? I don't think it makes it okay. No. <laughs> I mean, do you get points? I, yeah, for, I, I do. I, yeah, well, do you? Well, we do have our official yeah. attorney, Lisa Lanier. This is what she went to law school for. Like, guys. To talk about booty dope. He admitted it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Good morning, Lisa. Hey. Good morning. Yeah, I'm just so proud to be doing the booty dope talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So with yeah, the- no, he really he he was doing that to save having a body cavity search that would be very unpleasant. Mm. So they, you know, they, what some. happened was they saw they saw the <laughs> dust from the crystal meth, and so they knew. That's why they were asking him, like, where is it? You know, we see, we've seen the they, they see the residue, so they're like, where is it? And they know probably where it is anyway, right? And so he's just doing this. You know, he's going ahead and fessing up so that he can. So they'll let him personally get it out and so he tried he tried jiggling it and that didn't work and then he so then he had to dig it out and that finally worked oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it works every time if you have to in a pinch the, the cop said can you pick your butt Give <laughs> <laughs> me that booty dope yes i can now let's let's say when it does go in front of a judge are there things that you can do like he's obviously he's not get there's no way they're going to throw this out but is there do they take that into consideration if you are cooperating or does that not help at all really you know i mean it, it in this situation it, it doesn't really help that much i mean he was just it's not here with the worst thing for him i think is that he did a hit and run on a paraplegic using a, who was using a hand controlled bicycle oh, oh gosh yeah. Jeez. yeah that's what got him arrested to begin with yeah, yeah. so he and his girlfriend are driving their ford explorer and they hit this guy now luckily it kind of sent him, you know, um, like, you know, off the road and it didn't hurt him too, too badly. It wasn't like serious. I mean, it was hurt, but it wasn't like life threatening, but then they fled. Mm. And so, I mean, it did damage to the Explorer. That's how hard he hit. Cause then they, the people got a description of the vehicle. They went to the address associated with the vehicle, which was, you know, dope boys, you know, a mama and he wasn't there. And so then they find him eventually by now the girlfriend is driving and she's actually the one that was covered in the crystal dust. <laughs> so, but they were like, look, you guys obviously have meth. Where is it? And that's when he was like, it's in my butt. So. <laughs> you know what's so interesting yeah. about that he is if you, just, if you just did a hit and run and fled, the first thing I would think of is we got to get rid of this crystal meth because they're going to be looking for it. You'd right. think, but drug addicts think that's about themselves. <laughs> it's like, I want this for later. Yeah, when you got booty dope. Yes. You ain't thinking rationally. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. yeah. Probably going to sell it later, too. Yeah. <laughs> that is Probably. also true. Now, uh, since we have you on, Lisa, you know, going from booty dope to this crazy Alaskan Airlines flight where the door flew off Ugh, mid-flight. Terrifying. And so now, crazy. 170, yeah. I got some audio we'll play real quick. 170 planes have been grounded since this has happened so they can make sure that 
this doesn't happen again. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. I bet their ears popped. Yes. Oh. That would be my concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there was one uh, teenager. There was a lady that was sitting uh, sitting down, and then she's just sitting down uh, you know, in her seat, and next thing she knows, she, there's a teenager sitting next to her, her without his shirt on, and she's like, what is going on? Somebody had jumped over me to sit down in that empty seat, and I just thought, where did you come from? Like, why are you? I didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden, somebody new was sitting next to me, and he didn't have a shirt on. Mm. It was just like one of those two hands down, like both both feet over. He, was just, he just plopped down next to me and grabbed the mask right away. And I was looking around. I'm like, where did you come from, and why do you not have a shirt on? I didn't understand. He said, let's take a selfie. <laughs> like, as a no. mom, I was not thinking of it as a selfie moment, but as a 15-year-old, you probably... I just realized that it was his perspective. He had just gone through something unbelievable was the word he used. So he was sitting close to the door. Mm-hmm. And he, he was had, sitting close to the door. He sucked his shirt off. He sucked his shirt off. Yeah. They said if his seatbelt was off, he would have been sucked out of the plane. Oh, I my God. So our, yeah, he was, he was super close. And I think this, I mean, isn't that funny that this is a teenager's reaction? Uh-huh. Let's take <laughs> yeah, not fearing yeah. for his life or anything it's or like, grateful that he's alive. Like, bro, where's my yeah, shirt? Like, it's healthy. You have to make sure you've got that gaping hole in the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. So, Lisa, <laughs> do people, let's say he, maybe this teen or anyone that's been traumatically affected by this, would they have, of course you can sue for anything, we know that, but could they sue and win, you know, because that would be a very traumatic experience where, Maybe for years to come, flying is something that's going to be something you're not looking forward to. So you're saying the uh, oh, the people yeah. are suing for the the, uh, the the door blowing off or this kid that did this? Just anybody that's on the plane. The that emotional distress. The, the, yeah, the people on the plane are making claims for emotion. It's called negligent infliction of emotional distress. And it's not against the kid. It's against the airline and the manufacturer. And the idea is you've done something negligent that caused a very bad situation that traumatized me and now I'm going now I have a, a psychiatric condition that I'm going to need to get treatment for mm-hmm. um, like PTSD something like that and it does require all those elements it requires the negligence and then it requires that you suffer from a diagnosable condition that is treated by a professional where's the negligence have, oh because they had the you know the whole thing the reason that these doors are blown off apparently is like loose bolts and okay. design defects and all that kind of stuff and this isn't the first time Alaska um, has had this problem. Alaska Airlines has been sued actually three times in recent years. Another time for loose bolts when an engine flew off and it came back up and hit the plane, causing a gaping hole, killed a lady, Gosh. and injured a bunch of people and then scared everybody to death in that situation too. And then there was another situation um, also a few years ago, kind of uh, similar thing. I don't think they were um, – I don't think that they were actually – I don't think a hole came up in the plane, but I think there was like air, a breach air was coming in from outside. And um, so it's not the first time. And and Alaska Airlines, they know this is going to happen. So they've already extended an offer to all the passengers for $1,500. And uh, yeah, some of them may take it. They've offered them a ticket refund. Mm-hmm. Um, that day, they upgraded them all to better flights and gave them a bunch of snacks. <laughs> like one lady was saying. Different airline. Like, one <laughs> different lady was saying, airline, oh, yeah. this is not. She still had to stand, one lady was saying on the news, that she still had to stand in line two hours to get rebooked. She was like, couldn't you have done a little better than that? You yeah. know, but. Can, would you advise them to take the $1,500 or do you think they can get more? No, I think they can get more. Yeah, I think they can do better. And I think you're going to see sort of a scale of 
kind of the amount of what it's worth based on how your proximity to that gaping hole where the door used to be. See, I so if as that, kid, good, you know, that kid would be, you know, if he was sitting right there, he'd be entitled to bigger bucks than somebody that was sitting like you know, 13 rows away. Yeah. So Jason Goodman, yeah. we're trying to find ways to make extra bucks. Right, Jason? Yeah. So let's book some Alaskan Airline flights, but just make sure our seatbelts are on. Yeah. And just hope right. the door opens. In your case, you'd be sucked out in one second. Yeah. Unbutton your button-down shirts. I would be the new door. Yeah. <laughs> you would plug it up. <laughs> Stuck. Yeah, and just rip like my skin off. a cork in a wine bottle. All right. <laughs> so they can win. They can collect. These things usually aren't reported. They're not usually, uh, because they settle. So they're not usually reported verdicts. Because um, a lot of times the airlines just come in and they make it right with everybody. They didn't want to settle with everybody. But there was a case a few years ago, a uh, different airline. They paid uh, $150,000 each uh, to a group of people that wow. were uh, in a situation like this that was where there was. And some of them, I don't think it was mostly, it was all 100% emotional, I think, uh, damage. And, you know, wow. you do have to go. You have to go see a therapist or something and get it documented. But it, it's a thing. I'm never taking my seatbelt off again on an I airplane. Know, I'm never doing it. You used to make fun of that. Like, yeah. oh, seatbelt. Because you think no. if you crash, what's that going to do? I'm but never going to do it. I didn't even think about yep. something like this. Well, she's awesome. Official attorney of Jared and Katie in the morning. Ever injured on the job? Contact her right away at hireaheavyweight.com. Yeah, Jason, I think it's our money-making thing. That's Alaska Airlines. <laughs> yeah, you guys go for it. Thank you. Boeing yeah. saw its stock drop 8%. Still not falling as quickly as chunks of their planes. Yeah. Boeing CEO David Calhoun reportedly held a staff-wide meeting after the FAA grounded dozens of its 737 MAX 9 planes. He said if you need to talk, his door is always blown open. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny.